a slacker competes with a repeat winner for the Employee of the Month title at work in order to gain the affections of a new female coworker. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining, Ruining Our, our childhood. childhood, a weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That is what this podcast is about, and it's not a podcast where we talk crap about our parents. No. We do talk about them. Yes. Usually good memories. And it's also, as you pointed out, a podcast uh, that my father would not listen to. I didn't point that out. Oh, well, we're pointing it out. He would not listen to this podcast. That's true. He's 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 your dad. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, in case you didn't know, we were doing the 2006 classic, and I really am putting air quotes on that because is it a classic? Aye. Maybe not to you, but to us, it's very dear, dear to our heart. Mm-hmm. Employee of the month. Yes. Starring Dane Cook. In case you don't remember. Dane Cook, Jessica, Jessica Simpson, and Dax Shepard. Okay, sure. Those were the main people that I think are in the movie. Okay. And this was the movie we watched on our first, first date. date. Yes. yes, back in 2006. Mm-hmm. So this was, this is a ruining our childhood first. Yeah. Where we've both seen the movie together. Mm-hmm. Because most of the other movies, I think this might be the newest movie we've yeah. done. Yeah. Um, so far. Everything, I think, was probably pre-2004 yeah. so far. Before so. we met. Yeah. And now, it's all Ashley and Rai Rai. <laughs> You're so weird. Go ahead and hit us with uh, some 2006 facts by going down memory road. Memory road. This movie was released on October 6, 2006. Mm-hmm. It had a budget of $12 million, and it grossed $38.4 million. Moderate success. Sure. Um, some facts about 2006. The big TV shows were American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, and CSI. Yes. The number one song from the week the movie came out was Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Other hits... From that year were Justin Timberlake and T.I., My Love. And I guess it looks like the biggest hit of the year was Beyonce, Irreplaceable. Oh. Yeah, that, that is a That is a song. Yeah. That is a jam. Popular movies? Obviously, other than Employee of the Month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were Pirates of the Car- uh, Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. You are going to say Caribbean, yeah, weren't you? Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Night at the Museum. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Cars. Oh, okay. That movie is that old. That's insane. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that Cars came out that year. So, 2006 Mm -hmm. was a good year, I would say. I would say so. And also, I just wanted to mention the reason why we are doing this movie this week is because it's our wedding anniversary week, slash when we decided to start dating. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Look at that. Go us. We've been nine years. We'll have been married nine years and been together 13. Lucky 13. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we do have fond memories of this movie. I've probably only seen it maybe once 
after we saw it in theaters. I think so. I think we bought it and mm-hmm. we watched it and then I don't know if we really ever watched it again. I want to say we watched it for one of our anniversaries. Okay. And it was an early anniversary. For we sure. It, but yeah. Because now we don't do shit for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. The thing I remember about the movie was Dane Cook was huge at the mm-hmm. time and being excited because I think this might have been his first starring role in a movie. I think so, because when I was looking up the uh, summary, I, it did show other movies, and I was just, or My Best Friend's Girl mm-hmm. came out in 2008, and then one came out in 2007. I think it was Good Luck Chuck. Good Luck Chuck. So there was a string of movies with him in it, mm-hmm. because he was a big deal. He was a very big deal. He's not such a big deal anymore, but I do know he still tours. Um, yeah. He's still out there hitting the road and getting some comedy going. Yeah, I think he was a big deal for like four or five years. Yeah. And I mean, I liked him. I know there was a lot of hate towards him, but it. I think a lot of it came from the fact that he was so popular. And he wasn't a bad looking guy too, which I think people don't like if you're good looking and funny. Yeah. They tend to not understand that. I think you're right as far as... He had become so huge. Right. He was selling out arenas. Right. Where the average comedian's playing a club. He, him and the only one I can think of that is probably at that level right now is Kevin Hart. Yeah. Whereas he plays stadiums. Right. Which is just insane. And Chappelle is up there. But it became almost as cool to hate him. Sure. As it was to like him. And it Kinda was just a like, weird... Kind of like Amy Schumer. She's like polarizing. You yes. either like her or you don't like her. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a joke. Uh, it was a running joke for a really long time that if you like Dane Cook, then you were like a bro. And, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I wasn't a bro and I still thought he was funny. And I had a couple of his CDs. I just liked comedy. So yeah. that was my thing. Exactly. But not everybody's going to like every single comedian. Everybody has different tastes. Yes. He wasn't for everybody. I do feel like probably some of the hate caught up to him. Oh, yeah, he was, for sure. Also, I want to say he was the first comedian to chart an album on the Hot 200. I also don't think you can translate, because you're a good comedian, doesn't automatically translate into a good actor and a good have a good movie career. That's very true. It works for some people. Like you said, Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. it worked for him. He's a decent actor. Yeah. I mean, he kind of plays the same character if you really think about it. But yeah, he does. I think there's a difference between stand-up comedians and actors that are, can also have good comedic timing. That's very I don't true. think he was good at... I Or maybe they just didn't give him good projects. Because mm. if you think about all of his movies, they're very similar, too. They're kind of romantic comedy. Yeah. Or he's this kind of either a screwball guy or slacker but mm-hmm. he's always trying to win over a really beautiful girl yeah in the end so exactly like because good luck chuck it was jessica alba yeah and then the my best friend's girl he was trying to win over kate hudson correct so i do know he did uh do a more serious role mr brooks i want to say it was it was a kevin costner movie and it was more of a suspense movie than a comedy he was also in dan in real life which is actually a really good movie he wasn't the main character yeah and i think that's the thing too is not everybody can be a movie lead yeah but with that said i'm pretty sure we saw every single one of those dan cook movies in theaters that's true so we did love the dan cook we did like him Mm -hmm. yeah 
and I still like them. I I could listen to probably one of those albums now because I haven't heard them in years and probably Do still you think, laugh them. And I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I w- wondered because I hadn't heard one of his comedy CDs in a while. I was wondering if if I listened to it, if there would be things that I'd be like, oh, can't say that. I'm sure there has to. Be. There would have to be. Yeah, because I mean that was he came up at a time where nothing was off limits. That's very true. Where now a days things kind of are off limits. Yeah. I don't know that a lot of his comedy would age well. Yeah. I don't so, think it would. I think this, if we want to just roll into whether this is going to be hold, like, holding up, mm-hmm. I don't think it will because I think there will be a lot of his comedy that doesn't translate well to a more modern audience. I agree. And I think just this supporting cast, I love Dax Shepard, but Jessica Simpson, to me, she's on par with Tara Reid. Why did the world try to force her on us I, as an actress? I, would, I was going to say, I would argue she had talent as a singer. Yes. I thought she had a very I mean, good voice. Um, but yeah, she... I don't know why movie studios were obsessed with trying to make her a thing. They were They were trying to make her a thing on everything. Commercials. Yeah. yeah. TV. I mean, she was... A, she's a dated reference to me. I mean, obviously, she still does things, I think. Not I... anything I notice. But she still exists. I don't know if she's still making albums. I I would assume she is. I don't know the last time I've seen her in a movie. Obviously, Dax Shepard has a TV show that should be starting up here in a week or two again. Uh, Got renewed for a second season. Yeah, with the Lake Bell. Yeah, and he has a very successful podcast. The other day I was telling you he was hosting Ellen as a guest host. So he has a very good career going beyond the fact that his wife is super famous. We like Dex Shepard. If you listen to her without a paddle episode, yeah. we we do like him. So And like I knew no, Dane was here last year on one of his tours, and he was playing one of the bigger theaters in mm-hmm. town. So like he's obviously still has a, an audience, but I don't think Jessica Simpson's got much going for her. As far as the movie, I'm going to say it's probably not going to hold up. Oh, shocker. Yeah. Speaking I of Dane Cook, shocker. <laughs> shocker. Uh, gross. Fun fact about me and Ashley was we used to work for a large box chain yeah. of uh, stores. So we're going to have some PTSD, I'm thinking, as far as maybe some customer interactions that they're probably going to have. I assume it's going to be pretty good. Not as witty as, like, say, Superstore. Oh, which Superstore. There's times in that TV show where I'm like, man, this is so real. Yep. This is such a thing that customers do or... This uh, is taking me back. You know, if anybody works in retail, you know... Yeah. You know the things customers do. It's it's amazing. I think once you've worked in retail for a year or two, you probably should be mandated to go to therapy. Because <laughs> that shit will kill you. Uh, um, so true. Where can this movie be streamed? Um, It looks like this movie happens to be on Netflix. So... Hey. I feel like we should have celebration music when something's actually on Netflix. Um, And then also you can rent it. If you don't have Netflix, which, hi, one person that doesn't (laughs) have Netflix, how how are you? Borrow some. What do you do with your time? What do you do when you're bored? I mean, my favorite pastime is flipping through Netflix for an hour. I was going to say. Not able to find anything. And then turning it off and going to Hulu. (laughs) And then when I can't find something on there, I'm like, maybe I'll just read a book for once. <laughs> anyway, so should we uh, go ahead and go watch this this masterpiece and talk about it? Hit the old pausey pause. Yes. And we'll be right back.
Okay, bye. We just finished watching Employee of the Month. Yes. We're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. Uh, first thing we're going to do is get out the two-way radio to talk to our coworker and talk about some technology. Yeah. What pieces of technology did you notice? There was uh, some small references, nothing mm-hmm. too over the top. But uh, the first one I really noticed, honestly, was that Zach, Dane Cook's character, had a flip phone. Yeah. Very small. Yes, he did. That was pretty amazing. How about you? Um, They kind of have a little, like a little clubhouse. Yeah, they call it the clubhouse. Yeah. It's up on top of the steel in right. the warehouse. It's pretty neat. But one the thing that's used to make the back wall of the clubhouse mm-hmm. is a bunch of Xbox 360s. Oh, I did notice that. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Good and, reference. Yeah. And the other thing, uh, there's a couple shots of the electronics department. And uh-huh. you see the just row of televisions. And there's some nice DVD TV combos. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But I didn't notice a lot of technology used, though. There was one scene in particular that I noted because it was the whole scene towards the end of the movie where Zach is late mm-hmm. because Vince, who is Dak Shepard's character, and his, I guess, lackey, Jorge, yes. went into his house and changed all of his clocks, including his alarm clock, mm-hmm. to a different time so that he would be late in the morning because that's what they counted towards being an employee of the month was being on time. Yeah. And I was just thinking this scene would not be a thing in 2019 because I believe most people probably use their cell phones yeah to do their alarm clock and your cell phone is pretty much never wrong unless it is dead that's very true which le- led me to think about do people since we live in arizona we don't have to change for daylight savings no. time uh-uh. do people still try to use the excuse that oh i was an hour late for work because i forgot to adjust my clock but i'm thinking your no your phone, phone just will automatically do it i'm yeah. pretty sure so yeah your cell phone will do it correctly for you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that whole scene, I was like, yeah, alarm clocks. Mm-hmm. When was the last time I had an alarm clock? And let's not gloss over the fact that Vince's character literally broke the law. Yes. Because he cared that much about Employee of the Month. Correct. I'm this going to movie... break into your home and change... Also, just to change the clocks. Correct. So you'll be late to work. Right. How about you figure another way... To beat him at Employee of the Month that doesn't result in you committing a felony. No, I mean, in this movie, it is everything. <laughs> it is the thing. The thing. That they care about the most. Yeah. So, and we'll talk about all all that comes with that <laughs> later. Uh, did you find anything else? In Dane Cook's room, uh, Zach, he has, you know, some data technology. He had a boom box and he had a box television. But, I mean, it's 2006, so it should right. be expected that he would have some of that stuff but there was no huge reliance on the technology so the only i guess would be more of a dated reference but i figure since it had something to do with technology was when he explains to amy who is jessica simpson's character why he doesn't really try hard Mm -hmm. 
he talked about how he was one of the companies that went up in like the tech. Yeah, he had a startup. Um, what what did they call it? Like the it wasn't the tech boom. Or was it the boom? It was like in the early two thousand boom. Yeah, when when everything like kind of collapsed in yeah. the early two thousands. I can't remember what that was called. I um, but to me that's it's like a data reference, but it also has to do with technology because mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and the other only other thing was the closing credits where the little register screen, which I'm pretty sure hasn't changed in technology. I haven't worked in retail for a while, but I do notice what registers look like these yeah. days, and I I feel like they're still they still have that tiny little IBM screen. But for there's the most a part. lot more of the computer style. That's true, and like touch screen, mm-hmm. and it's colored. Yeah. So that's true. Kind of dated. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about those trailers? Yes, there was so many good ones. <laughs> Uh, the first thing I noticed was there was a trailer for the movie Crank. Yes. Which stars Jason Statham, who I realized... Statham. Statham? Sorry. He does not age. He's a pretty good looking man. He looks exactly the same now as he did. This would have been almost 14 years ago. Correct. But the movie that they were promoting, the way the trailer's edited, it felt like something that was made in 1995. Yes. And then the music that was used in the trailer was this weird techno, like, Mortal Kombat style (laughs) song. I saw where they were going with it because it is crank and it's about high adrenaline. Yeah. It made me dizzy, though. It was awful. It was horrible. (laughs) It was terrible. And uh, the other movie was Farce of the Penguins. Is that a thing? I have never heard of this movie and it had a bunch of actually pretty famous people in it. It had... Lewis Black, Samuel L. Jackson does the narration. Right. Bob Saget wrote it. Correct. Has Christina Applegate, Jason Biggs, Dan Cook, Jamie Kennedy. But it appeared to be just footage of penguins with people who are famous talking about what's going on. It was a 90-minute AFV clip. Well, yeah, it was. That's basically what it was, but it was supposed to be... A spoof on March of the Penguins, yeah. which was a very famous movie mm-hmm. in that time. But I had never seen this before. No, never heard I of it. I don't know if I repressed it I, for I'm, a good reason, because none of the jokes were that funny. I'm going to look the up trailer. right now and see how much money that movie made. I'm guessing not a lot. Let's see. Farce of the Penguins. Came out on January 30th, 2007. Okay. I will go ahead and you guess how much money it made at the box office. I want to know how much money it cost. It does not give me that. Oh, because I don't know if these people did this as a favor. It was a lot of comedians. I don't know if they did it as a favor to Bob Saget or if they somebody actually paid them yeah. money to talk over this. You know what it reminded me of? When I was a kid, me and my brother used to like to watch documentaries about <laughs> animals. And my brother and me would make, mostly my brother, but we would do little like narrations and mm-hmm. jokes we would do voices for the animals and have little backstories. That's what it reminded me of. But when we were 13, or I was 13, he was a little older, we were more hilarious than what I saw in this trailer. <laughs> so I pulled up the Wikipedia on this. This movie also features the voice talents of Brie Larson, oh, Dave Coulier, John Stamos, Jody Sweeten, all the... So I'm, some of those have to be a favorite of Bob Saget. <laughs> Damon Wayans, Abe Vigoda, Allison Hannigan... Superstar Scott Winger, voice of Aladdin. 
this movie grossed six thousand eight hundred and thirty two dollars at the box office. I do wonder how many screens it was on. It had to been maybe two. So go check that trailer out. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. I did not laugh once. No, it was terrible. It was terrible. And there was two separate movies that have Amy Smart in them. Yeah. The Crank movie had it. I've Mm -hmm. never seen Crank, but I knew what it was. I never saw it either. Um, And then there was a romantic comedy that looked so shitty. Yes. That had Seth Green doing a British accent, mm-hmm. which, I mean, he's we've talked about him before. He's good at doing impressions and stuff. It wasn't the worst accent in the world. No. Stuart Townsend. It was just... And it had the girl from Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Um, I can't remember her name or the actress's name, mm-hmm. but it looked like a horrible... It was called Unhitched. Sure. Yes. Sure. And then the last one that they showed a trailer for was The Descent. I remember that movie. And they... Like how in movies they'll tell you, like, this is what this reviewer said about the movie. This is what yeah. this... Re- this one, uh, one of the reviews was, the best horror movie since Alien. Is it? Yes. I would question that. It looked terrible. Out of all of the trailers that we saw, it actually looked the best. It looked terribly terrifying because it was like about claustrophobia and stuff mm-hmm. so i will say out of all the ones that one and then crank was a close second just because it had people we recognized and yeah didn't look the trailer was just very dizzying i i don't know what was going on with that did you have anything about the soundtrack or did you want to move on i didn't notice really any of the songs they're they, kind none of, of unforgettable them... yeah. i mean they were forgettable there was just a song and I apologize, I can't remember it, but uh, Dak Shepard's character would listen to it in his car, and it was like a 1970s song. Mm-hmm. That one I recognized, but like I said, it made such an impression on me, I don't know it. <clears throat> the opening song that they used, and, and it closed out the movie too, that song, I I want to say, was in Chuck. Oh, okay. Like in the first season of Chuck. And that's, I recognized it, but it wasn't something that I, I knew. Oh, okay. Offhand. I don't know why I remember it's from Chuck. I just feel like that's probably where it's from. Yeah. It's, it came out around the same time, mm-hmm. you know, late 2000s. So do you want to move on? Yes, we shall. The next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, dated references, offensive jokes. <laughs> There's some. Oh, yes. And, uh, Yeah. So, fashion choices. There's some uh, dandies. The first thing I notice is that uh, Dan Cook's character, Zach, is riding around. They work at essentially a Costco. Right. He's riding around on Heelys. Yeah. Which I don't think they make anymore. I feel like they were really dangerous. Yeah. Because you see, I know Dak Shepard's overacting when when he's trying to be... No, that Zach, would be me. He was like, you know, if, as if he was trying on uh, rollerblades for the first time. Right. So, yeah, they were... Uh, I dangerous. never was interested in those because I would be that person that was like, I need to hold on to everything. Because <laughs> yeah. who who designed these? Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody going, I like them. I remember your cousin used to wear them. Which one? Kaylee. Oh. I remember she would rock them. She was them. 12. And she was very graceful on them. And that's exactly what I was thinking when I would see her wear them. I'm like, well, if I put those on, I'd break my neck. (laughs) 
Yes, and exactly. She was 12. She's like 21 now. Zach is probably a 30-year-old man. Yeah. Maybe late 20s. Yeah. As a character. Yes. Probably shouldn't be wearing those. I think those were limited to 12 to 15-year-olds. must have very small feet. Yes. What pieces of fashion did you notice? Uh, In one of the beginning scenes, Zach, Dane Cook's character, is wearing camo pants, but they Mm -hmm. also wear cargo pants, so there's just a lot to unpack there. Camo, (laughs) cargo, baggy, everything. Uh, Yeah. Not a good look. And his hair, just, you know. Oh, yeah. He's got that, like, he just got lost in a wind tunnel. Yeah, the spiky... Yeah. Yeah. Somebody had a similar haircut for years. It wasn't me. <laughs> it might have been me. <laughs> there was a character named Lon who worked yes. in the Vision Center. And they made him wear like goofy, over the top, magnifying glass glasses. Glass glasses. Glass glasses. <laughs> glass glasses. They look terrible and stupid. I was <laughs> going for a cheap laugh, and I oh, think it yeah. probably fell mm-hmm. flat. Um, uh, Vince, who is Dax Shepard's character, wore a lot of pinstripe, like mm-hmm. the thin pinstripe button-down shirts, which also Brian had some of those. <laughs> it was this style. I know. Yeah. I had a jacket, I want to say, at one point that had that, and a hat. Ooh. That also had, like, a bedazzled flower. It should be noted that when <laughs> Ashley said she was wearing a hat, she reached up and pulled the imaginary <laughs> bill of her hat up and went like, how you doing? Yeah, it was a boom proper. Um, uh, the other thing I noticed was um, Zach and Vince both wearing <laughs> jeans that had flared out legs mm-hmm. at the bottom, which I know is a style. Dan Cook wore them in stand-up. That was, like, his normal wardrobe. Ryan liked him so much he noticed his wardrobe. Yes. But, yeah, so that was that was one of the things No, I, I did notice that, too, was the baggy jeans, because I feel like the last 10 years, mm-hmm. we've gone to more slim cut. And, yeah. Which I think is more flattering on everybody. Well, maybe not everybody's people that have curves. Yeah. Especially men probably feel like they don't want to wear too tight of jeans. But I do think they look nice. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like men's fashion has really changed over the years. It has. It's constantly evolving. Um, how about offensive jokes or dated references? One of the first dated references that I noticed was Zach riding an electric little mini motorcycle. Yeah. I remember when those were a thing. They were hugely popular. The best part was then I went to work in law enforcement you cannot drive those Correct. on a sidewalk, on a street, anywhere. And I felt bad the one year when they were super popular. It seemed like every kid got these little motorbikes. They couldn't ride anywhere. They were telling you you needed to go get a license plate for it. They kind of go fast. They do. They're dangerous. They do. <laughs> because you're thinking, I think motorcycles, personally, I think motorcycles are dangerous. But mm-hmm. those things are way bigger but you're telling me these tiny little things that aren't really going to hold your body very well. No. I mean, they don't go as fast as regular motorcycles, but geez. They're unstable. You can't drive it on a sidewalk. So you're supposed to drive it on the road. Right. They go maybe 10 miles an hour. I think they go faster. Well, okay, if they even go 15 miles an hour on a road where cars are going 50? 
scary as hell. In this movie, it seemed like he was going 60. Oh, he was, he was burning rubber. Because he was late for work. Yeah, he was burning some rubber. He did at one point pick it up and just start running with it. I mean, <laughs> he had to go through a field. Yeah. So. Take that shortcut. Yeah. Um, I put that one down. I also put down the near the cashier's lounge, which is a whole thing we'll talk about later. There was some music posters and there yes. was a three doors down poster. Yes, there was. That that was classic. I definitely caught that one. I don't know that I have any more dated. But offensive? Oh boy, do I ever. There's a character in the movie called Jorge. And the movie called Jorge. Correct. And they like to call him Jorge. Yeah. Because he might be gay. They never say. They don't. And honestly, he doesn't do anything to convince you either way. He doesn't hit on any guys. No, he just... He's very dedicated to Vince, Dad Shepard's character. As a friend. Exactly. Kind of as a lackey. He's he's kind of his sidekick, but they at no point imply there's affection between them. Other than there's a scene towards the end where they do that. He's like, I want you to come home. Which I thought was kind of funny, just because of how dramatic they were being. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'd, it's it's like they started the movie making those references, and then all of a sudden, like halfway through the movie, they just stop yes. making any references to them being in a relationship or gay or him be, especially being gay. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, it was, yeah, pointless. lazy writing, I guess, which should we should rename this movie yes. Lazy Writing. They say retarded a couple of times, mm-hmm. and it's about the, the large... security guard named semi and he talks very slow yeah that's pretty much about it yeah and his name is semi so at one point vince dak shepherd goes are you semi-retarded classy is that why they call you semi and then when he loses the competition where semi points out that he's cheating cheating zach clearly paid the retard the retard (laughs) is what he said yeah Classy. I'm just saying, I'm laughing at the fact that you said the retard. Retard. Which is... Retard. I apologize. No, no, no. I, I, I was... Because that's a reference to The Hangover. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> He's a retard. Yeah. Yes. I, um, uh, which, classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one that I had was when Vince and Jorge are inside the house and Zach's sweet little grandma is going to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jorge brings out a knife, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But uh, towards the end, he's like, uh, Vince says, you said you are a Mexican, not a Puerto Rican, which I guess, are you referencing that Puerto Ricans are in a lot more gangs? I guess. Or they bring knives? The only thing I can think of is in West Side Story, there was a Puerto Rican gang and they... Brought out knives. They did bring out knives. So is that a musical reference or is it just a... I don't know the stereotype of Puerto Ricans knifing people. So if you would have took out a gun, what would he have been? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently only Puerto Ricans use knives. Yeah, not Mexicans. You're not Mexicans. Uh, uh, the last one is there's a character named Iqbal. He's Pakistani. and Iqbal. Iqbal, sorry. Mm-hmm. He invites... Zach and a couple other guys to his house for a party. What they don't know is that it's a kid's birthday party. Correct. So they're just sitting around having some beers while kids are running around. And the one guy says, 
am I at a Chuck E. Cheese's stand? Oh. And he's his friend. That Keep was in his mind. friend. Yeah. And he, I'm pretty sure it's the same character that kept calling him Iqbal's. Yep. And I'm like, you wrote that character's name just so you could make that joke yeah. about balls. Yep. Like Who wrote said, this? A 12-year-old boy? Like you said, lazy writing. Not not great writing, guys? No. Not not great. Should we move on, or did you have anything else? Uh, that is all I have. Oh, the only one I didn't mention was... Uh, there's a part where Zach and Amy are on a date. They're on top of... The roof where apparently there's a mini golf thing. <laughs> Just add that to the list for later. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're having a heart to heart. And Zach's like, I can't believe you exist as a woman because you're nice and you're beautiful. Most girls that are nine to tens can't even hold doors for themselves. Yep. And I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's special. Apparently, we live in this world where if you're pretty, then... You're not a good person, too. That's all you are. You're just pretty. Yeah. You get by on your looks. That's true. I mean, look at me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I know. I see your face every day, Ashley. You are beautiful. Aw. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's our anniversary, you guys. Mm -hmm. Well, this week, not today. Anyway, (laughs) do you want to move on? Yes. We're going to move on to our category we like to call, well, hello there, where we talk about any cameos or famous... And re- recognizable, <laughs> la, la, la. La, la, easier la. for me to say, take a shot, famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the film. And who did you notice? Um, The first one I noticed that I kind of must have blacked out he was in this movie was Andy Dick as Lon. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier he was the optometrist, optometrist. Yes. That also is blind. So, you know, great mm-hmm. at his job. He was fantastic. I noticed Harland Williams Correct. as Russell. Um, he's stand-up comic, been around forever, star of Rocket Man. And he was in Half Baked. Half Baked, yeah. He's just, I always liked him. He was the, uh, I think he was one of the cops in Dumb and Dumber. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So he's just been in a ton of stuff. Efren Ramirez, yeah. Pedro, mm-hmm. most notably Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite, played Jorge, who yes. we've already mentioned. Brian George is in it. He was the Pakistani actor that I mentioned earlier. I remember him from being in Seinfeld, and he was in Keeping the Faith. He's been in a lot of things. Just a ton of things. He he played uh, Kuthra Pauly's dad in Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. 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 And he's also, I was looking him up, and he's done a ton of voice work, and he does a lot of voice works for all of the Batman animated series, including Batman, the animated series. (laughs) He's just been in a crap ton of things. The other one I noted because he's recognizable to me as a child and because he's one of my in my in one of the movies when I was a kid scared the shit out of me, which we probably could do for Halloween. It probably should be on the list is a Sean Whalen. Mm-hmm. He was in People Under the Stairs. Oh, yeah. And that movie, I watched that movie way too young, freaked me out. I didn't like going near stairs because of it. That'll Even do. though sometimes they weren't physically underneath the stairs. It mm-hmm. was just, I don't know. Anyway, and he was also a Never Been Kissed and more recently Superstore, which we talked about earlier. So, yeah. Yeah. I noticed Danny Woodburn. He uh-huh. played 
the like regional manager right for their company uh the big thing i remember him from was he played mickey on seinfeld he was kramer's Mm -hmm. buddy and they would always compete for girls he's another like character actor where you see him in everything just a ton of stuff but yeah he was on it looks like seven episodes of seinfeld and he still acts he's got a reoccurring role on the bold and the beautiful oh still and uh his brother who was the lower manager i think you wrote him yeah tim badgley just a character actor we looked him up he's been in Pretty much every sitcom you could ever think of. When, after we looked him up, I remembered he, he's in Will and Grace, mm-hmm. but he's one of their, they have like two couple friends and he was one of the gay couple. And oh, okay. I remembered him from then because he always, they would always be like really snarky with them. That was all I had. That's all I had as well. Awesome. Is it even good is the next category. Oh boy. Is it even good? Mm-hmm. Uh, where we talk about the plot casting choices and we name our funniest and most cringiest moments of this movie the plot Uh, the idea that people would line up at costco to watch somebody (laughs) check people out it scan their items is downright insane yeah when you're in a grocery store you want to get the hell out of that place as quick as possible not Watch the guy juggle your groceries. I'm going to say a disclaimer here. Don't get me wrong. I know a movie is a movie. Mm-hmm. There's movies that are based in fantasy Yes. that have dragons and crazy things like that. But when you base a movie on retail, yes. please do a little research. Please, <laughs> please talk to somebody that's ever worked in a retail job. Yeah. Because holy crap, there were so many discrepancies in this movie. It boggled my mind and it made me be distracted from the rest of the movie because I was like, that's not ever going to happen. Oh. And you know, it's it's stupid because you shouldn't do that in a movie so much, but it does throw you off a little when you're going, okay, I worked in a very similar place. That doesn't happen. No. Nobody cares about Employee of the Month. I'm pretty sure where we worked, they mm-hmm. would forget about it for months at a time. Yeah. And it would just be a little plaque, and they'd go, hey, look who made Employee of the Month. The end. Yep. I don't even know if they got anything. We They didn't even have a sweet parking space for you to use. No. <laughs> it was awful. Um, and no retail store would close early to throw a party. Yeah. They're not going to lose sales yeah. to boast their employee. <laughs> That's not a thing. Another one, it was... Um, Zach and Vince start uh, essentially pranking each other. Right. And Zach takes Vince's 1981 Honda and puts it in the store up on a shelf for sale. And some guy buys it. The manager makes him give up his car. He's like, it. it's part of our rules. If it's on the sales floor <laughs> and it's in inventory, we have to sell it. And he <laughs> says to him, or we could get a complaint not sued Mm -mm. none of that we could get a complaint which having worked in retail they take complaints incredibly serious for some reason they do but they don't the only way in our company that they took them serious is if they actually got a piece of paper from corporate saying this customer called our number and Mm -hmm. they said this and this and now you have to like look into it yeah but that rarely happen because nobody gives a crap yeah very true 
I also feel like when we watched this movie originally, when we were just early 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. the clubhouse concept was really cool. It like was. you noticed. I, I wish there was something like that to help me get through my days in retail. But it also was just very... Unrealistic. Not, yeah, unrealistic for sure. When I worked uh, for a company, we had bike builders who cut... Bikes come in a huge box that right. are really long and narrow. So what they did was just essentially keep the first two inches of the box and make a facade. Uh-huh. So when you would walk by, it looked like a box of bikes, but essentially it was just two inches of the box and then there was a huge pallet. They made a, a, a spot where they could go up there and take naps. That's So they kind of had that. Yeah, it was a brilliant concept. The closest... And managers never figured it out, to my knowledge. Yeah, I could see that because managers aren't really anywhere to be found. Yeah. And the other, I mean, it's a plot hole, is they needed a forklift to get up into their clubhouse because it was on the top of steel a good 20 feet up. So there's an employee who just would lift them up to get up there. How do they get out? That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question, Ryan. Also, their clubhouse was very spacious. It was, and... Those racks aren't that big. They're not that wide. And there's <laughs> so many things wrong with this. Yes. How did nobody ever notice that they'd always go in there together at times? Yeah. It's a busy store. It's basically Costco. Uh, yes. So what what's going on, movie? Uh, yeah. Um, I have a lot of issues with the state of this superstore, but we'll talk about them in a minute. Okay. What was your funniest line or moment? I struggled to find a funny moment in a comedy in a no comedy less. there was uh my favorite i guess funny funniest part was a kid goes missing in the store which you love kid violence <laughs> essentially this kid has now turned the store into american gladiators right and he's shooting tennis balls which i'm like people. who has that turned on yeah they have just a saying. pitching machine and the kid is just launching tennis balls everywhere so Vince and Zach are running to go save the kid because, because they want to, yeah, and they want to get the gold star for the day, being the star employee. So Vince, while he's shooting tennis balls at him, he grabs one of the tennis balls and throws a fastball at the kid, <laughs> hits him in the head, knocks him out. The kid falls down and he's terrible at playing dead. But then Vince picks up the kid and runs him back to his mom, which happens in slow motion. Right. The mom is so happy, she, of course, has to hug him. Yeah. And then he grabs her butt while hugging her. Right. So many things wrong with and, that. And then what I described, you're probably going, that wasn't that funny. Uh, yes, it was not. And that tells you about how funny this comedy was. I will say there was a couple moments that I, I chuckled. Mm-hmm. And one of them was my, I listed as my funniest, was Zach, uh, Dan Cook, is helping an old lady with a casket. Mm-hmm. And which they sell there, apparently. I think yeah. they sell them at Costco, too. I think they do. He's helping with the thing, and he's talking to her like, oh, you lost your husband. She's like, no, but I'll probably murder him. And then at the end of the conversation, he's like, good luck murdering your husband. And I always thought that was funny. So that one, it was just like a one-liner. Yeah. Funny. A little chuckle. But literally, I think I laughed like three times in this movie. So yeah. let's just show you where this is going, guys. Yeah. What was your cringiest line or moment there was quite a bit that was 
cringy. Uh-huh. Um, there's, when Jessica Simpson's character, Amy, is coming to work for the first day, the door greeter stops to ask her for her membership card and is just staring at her boobs. Right. He's just looking her up and down. Yeah. All creepy-like. Like a total creep. She doesn't look the least bit offended. Which... Well, no, because that's what girls did in 2005. Yeah. Or 2006. It was just... There was some, so much cringy... Yeah. What I was being you? sarcastic, by the way. Yeah. Mine was just the kiss between Vince and Amy. Mm-hmm. It was their first date. And she clearly did not want to kiss him. And I know that was meant to be funny, but yeah. I was just like, gross. And he also called her kitten after that. And he's like, see you later, kitten. Or something like that. I did like that he gave her a countdown to the kiss. Yeah. Which was awesome. It wasn't so much a countdown. He was just trying to be like, it's your last chance. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. The other one was just a really cheesy delivery and line was at the top of the conflict of when Amy finds out that Zach has only been trying to sleep with her, which he never actually says, I just want to sleep with her. No. He kind of likes her. Yeah, he does I mean, like sure, her. he bases it all on her looks, but then he, you know, gets to know her a little bit. But he didn't say, I'm going to get employee of the month just so I can nail her. No, no, no. No. He wants to impress her. Right. Exactly. He's yeah. not He's not a bad guy. No. She's like, you employees of the month are all the same because her ex-boyfriend <laughs> at her old store was employee of the month and he was a douchebag, yeah. similar to Vince. And I just thought it was a really cheesy line because, again, they put this employee of the month like it's freaking winning something really grand and oh, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's insane to me. And the fact that they do this, I'm just going to go into this. They make such a big deal about this, yet there's only two people in the running. If you notice, they have this board mm-hmm. in their break room where they are tracking yes. and putting gold stars on every single day mm-hmm. during this competition. The only two people that have gold stars are Zach and Vince, Zach Shepard and Dean Cook. Well, and then at the beginning of the movie, Vince runs away with it. Right. And he has a gold star for every day. So... He never takes a day off. He works seven days a week. Apparently. 31 days a month. Interesting. But I'm thinking, also, I don't know if we mentioned this, the prize for the, I guess, the employee of the year. Yeah. If you get so many employees a month, you get get a car. A car. So you're saying that nobody else in in that store wants Wants to win a car. And it was a 2005 Chevy Malibu. This movie came out in 2006. Yeah, so it's slightly used. I'm slightly sure. used, maybe has 20,000 miles on it. It's a good car. Right. They're not giving away a Datsun. <laughs> so, another plot hole. Nobody else wants this car. Nobody else wants to win Employee of the Month. But they do sure make a huge deal about it. Yeah. We, we mentioned how this movie is thin on the writing. Right. There's an actual scene where Dane Cook takes about one minute of film time setting up a coffee maker. He's looking around trying to find the buttons. It's a very simple coffee maker, folks. Not that hard. I feel they dedicated one movie, one minute of a 90 minute movie to that. Yes, I was thinking when I saw that scene going, I know he's a slacker, but he doesn't know how to make coffee. <laughs> like, and he's like 30. He's 30, he doesn't know how to make coffee, he's a slacker, but then also. A couple scenes later, he's talking about how he's the super genius who created an app and stuff that yeah. just, you know, 
didn't do well. Exactly. That's a good point. He's supposedly very smart. Just saying. Plot hole. Plot hole. Was there... I'm sure there's more. Did I even say my cringy stuff? Oh, I did. We did. You did. We just kind of segued into just additional... I have a lot of additional, if you want to go through these. Hit me with one. Okay. So, there's a scene where there's a wet mop cleanup needed. Right. Which... Again, we work retail. You have maintenance that goes and cleans us up. Dak Shepard and Dan Cook are having a running sprint to get to this wet mop cleanup. I can only assume Dan Cook, this is where he's been for the last 15 years, is he opened a running school where he teaches people how to run. I believe he taught Brie Larson how to run in Captain Marvel. Oh, wow. It was such bad running. He... He almost looks like a, he's doing a jig because he's moving both arms at the same time. Like he's trying to flex while he's running. It was, it was terrible. Oh my God. Like he said, oh wow. We... He turned into Owen Wilson. <laughs> That's true. I did. Mine was another thing to do with the whole cashier and you're so amazing. And for some reason, cashiers have a lounge to themselves, which Yes. If anybody works in retail, I feel like cashier's a little low on the totem pole. There's a lot of them, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I would think like like department managers, somebody would have a lounge. Yeah. If if there was this magical lounge, which let's be honest, there's one lounge. There and it's lounge, shitty. The cashier lounge looked like the New York Yankees clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. It had plush carpets, recliners, mahogany cabinets. It did. Free soda. Free soda. Which, if anybody works at a startup, that's not that impressive. They give you <laughs> they give you free drinks all the time. Yeah. Free food. No. But um, still, in retail, that's not really a common thing. No. But my whole thing was, so Vince, who is the star cashier, mm-hmm. employee of the month, over and over again, he has to be very crazy with his uh, checkout style. He flips boxes like he's freaking a bartender at some he's tom cruise and cox yes. cocktail cocktail <laughs> cocktail where's that far at um <laughs> uh sorry at one point they have really long lines and i'm thinking if i was the manager I'd be like we need we have super long lines can you cut down the pageantry <laughs> pageantry for yeah. a minute so we can you know get rid of some of these lines stop juggling their groceries and why do you have so many fangirls yeah all of a sudden at one point they introduce a company softball game right out of left field correct literally dane cook runs in out of left field (laughs) it was very unnecessary other than they're competing so we have to show you now they have athletic prowess yeah it was just unnecessary i think the only concept it helped out with was uh having Iqbal fired because Zach says he's gonna cover his shift like he always does but Mm -hmm. he's so distracted by this competition that he leaves his shift that he's covering for Iqbal to go to the softball game and Iqbal gets fired which he shows zero remorse initially about kind of yeah yeah he, he he didn't care that his buddy got fired which I'm like, dude, you're I think he even made scrap. a thing like, well, you're always taking off work. I'm always covering for you. Yeah. He's like, that's not my fault. You got fired. But it all works out. Yeah. The last one that I noticed was they have this, like you mentioned, the company party where they close down the store where they're going to have a checkout competition. Yes. 
and Vince and Zach have to go do a price check on a tire. Correct. And they keep throwing curveballs at him like, you need to help this old lady find bunion pads, which Vince starts climbing the steel and mm-hmm. he's a good distance up. Zach grabs a quart of motor oil and throws and hits him in the head. All the while, management is cheering them on. They're committing actual OSHA violations. I'm pretty sure they had to take some training courses about safety and OSHA violations. Yeah. And they were breaking so many during this <laughs> so competition. Many. Again, we know this is a movie, guys, but still. Not let's realistic in the least. No. It's weird, too, because I, I do compare this to the TV show Superstore a little, mm-hmm. where they do crazy antics, but it's so, it's small compared. Yeah. And it's it's also a TV show. They don't always do the crazy antics every single time. This yeah. movie is based on the crazy antics that aren't realistic at all. Yeah. And I noted that. I noted that uh, Vince gets a free dinner from a fan. I just... Uh, just overall, I just wanted to know where this magical place where you got employee of the month, got a free car, and and the company pays to have professional baseball uniforms or yeah. softball uniforms for their one softball game and buys an, a large amount of employees a steak dinner. Mm-hmm. I just want to know because I, I want to work there. And gives out a $15,000 automobile. Yeah, I said that. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> That's the first thing I listed. Sorry. Um, should we move on, or did, did you have anything else? No, that was it. Okay. <laughs> uh, as you're aware on Ruining Our Childhood, it is always award season, and we're going to go ahead and give out the first of two awards, the valedictorian to the Nicholas Cage Online School of Bad Acting, and who did you give your award to? I don't know if this will be a huge surprise to you, but I gave mine to Andy Dick. Oh. Because... I felt like his character was unnecessary. It was an unnecessary addition. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned earlier that the joke of him being blind and having thick glasses kind of fell flat. Well, they did it multiple times. Yeah. In different ways, but they all weren't funny. After the first one, we get it. He's blind and he's an optometrist. Ha ha ha. Hilarious. Yeah. You have Harlan Williams already as kind of a goofy sidekick for Zach. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like he was unnecessary. That's true. He he just didn't add anything to the story, and his parts were not funny, and it was beating a dead horse. Hmm. Agreed. That he could not see. I gave mine to Jessica Simpson. Aw. She wasn't the worst. No. But she's the least developed character, possibly in film. Yeah. She was unnecessary. <laughs> I also, whoever directed the film, I think it was mandated... That every time they showed her, had they had to show her chest. And she was always nipping out. Yes. It must she... have been very cold in that store. <laughs> Apparently. But you could tell she was out of her league as far as... I mean, Dan Cook is not Tom Tom Hanks. She was out of her league trying to act with these people. I, I will say, because I know we kind of talked about in the beginning that Dan Cook probably isn't the best actor. Mm-hmm. And he... Obviously, he didn't sustain his acting career as a leading man. No. But I I will say that he was decent in this movie. Yeah. And his character wasn't bad either. His character was the least offensive, almost the least offensive character, I would say. If you want to move on to the next award, that is who I gave my Thomas J. Hanks to. You you mean the Valedictorian? Or no, 
The Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Yes. I started reading the other one. <laughs> I expected a lot worse from him. Right. But he had some charm to him. There was times where he was a little cringy, but his acting wasn't the worst. No. I was a little surprised. He kind of, him and Dax Shepard definitely carry the movie. Right. I was kind of a little pleasantly surprised at He was charming and decent. Yeah, he was, I think their, his character wasn't what I remembered or expected. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was a slacker, but he helped people out. He helped his friends out, his grandma, and yeah. you could tell he was a little defeated in himself. I mean, that was the whole plot was he was a slacker because he had failed and he didn't really want to have to fail again. So. Yeah. And if you can't fail if you're not trying. <laughs> I I got that, and I, I, I didn't mind his character no. and his acting. Um, I gave mine to Iqbal. That's Brian who my second George. choice would have been. Because I felt like he was a good friend. Mm-hmm. He was well-rounded. He was like his father figure. Yeah. In a way. And he was the only, really, the only true actor or character that I didn't find super cheesy and annoying. Yeah. For the most part. He was the most normal. Yeah. He Literally. was just a, you know, a good friend, character. Mm-hmm. He had a, a life and a large family, apparently. Yeah. And he wasn't some, like, over-the-top stereotype of his In a movie that was very light on writing, they didn't go that route other than they made that one shitty Pakistani joke. But he was not a stupid, cliche stereotype of his nationality. Yeah. So, yeah, he was was my close second, actually. He was really good. Yeah. So, do you want to move on to our final thoughts? Yes. Go ahead. Hit me with it. What did you think? Do you think the movie held up? No. But I will say it did not hold up at all. But I will say it's because for different reasons than what I initially predicted. Yeah. When we did our predictions at the beginning of this podcast, I thought this is going to be offensive towards women. Mm -hmm. You know, just the laziness that we did for so many years with the screwball comedies or bro comedies. It was just, let's make fun of everybody around us to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. And it wasn't like that at all. The main character is actually pretty convincing, charming. Mm -hmm. And you kind of feel for him at times, you know? He just doesn't want to try. He doesn't want to get hurt. Yeah. So so I get it. But then he starts to try and he sees that he's good at at things. Yeah. But this movie was just not funny. That's exactly it. It's supposed to be, but it's not. I was thinking the same things you were. I didn't feel like they actually overly sexualized Jessica Simpson. Just whoever directed it opted to show her chest a lot. She wore a lot of low-cut shirts yeah. that I didn't think were But great. they didn't really overdo it. No. They didn't develop her character. They gave her zero backstory other than at another store she dated Employee of the Month. Which they apparently took that as she only dates Employee of the yes. Month and she's a slut. Yeah. There wasn't a ton of... Uh, cringy moments as far as like i thought there would be racial humor gay jokes stuff like that there yeah. really wasn't but like you said it's not funny we chuckled maybe three times in a 90 minute movie yeah it was not good it was it was not good yeah and i still like i said i couldn't get over all the plot holes that yeah. just were insane and i think this was a time and I think I've said this before, there was a time where you could get away with this over-the-top, anything-could-happen 
just for the sake of a movie. Mm-hmm. But I think the older I get as an adult, and I think the more we progress as a society, we're not into that stuff as much anymore. No. We want, like, realness. And I don't want so much real to be w- where I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, You know, if you watch an indie movie and it's a little too real and you're like, well, this was depressing to watch. Yeah. But I, I still want to be able to believe in a movie that plots could actually happen. Yeah. And was, there's just, was not... this was not great. No. That was really bad. It was. So, with that... We did want to mention, if you haven't seen and you're listening to us on PodCoin, they are closing up on Tuesday, which is when this episode will come out. Yes. And it sucks because we have developed quite a following on PodCoin Mm -hmm. and because of PodCoin. And we just want to make sure that you know that we're still going to be putting out episodes. Yes. And they're going to be available pretty much anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. We on Spreaker, the Apple Podcast app. Even YouTube? YouTube. We're out there. Uh, it sucks they're closing down because, like you said, they helped promote our podcast a lot and get a lot of subscribers. So just know it's closing down and go follow us someplace else. Yeah. And let us know. Uh, we put out a post about it on Instagram and Facebook, let us know where you're going to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just want to make sure we still have people that are going to listen. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and I just want to be able to track, you know, what people like and what people don't like. Mm-hmm. So definitely let us know. And if you haven't followed us on social media, definitely check us out. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. at ROC Movie Podcast on Twitter. At Ruining Our Childhood over on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> I'm dying. Sorry. Yes. And Facebook, mm-hmm. also at Ruining Our Childhood. Yeah. So, again, we really appreciate anybody that listens, and we hope that you continue listening and just, you know. Keep making us part of your week. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. sure. Tell an enemy, tell a friend. Yeah. If you only have enemies, then, you know. Tell them. Tell them. Tell, tell them. <laughs> oh. Tell. So, I guess we're done. We are. And we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.